All right, so uh, we're going to be in Psalms 103 this morning, and the title of the message since the beginning of the year has been God Said It. Uh, we're going through the Bible in a year as, as the gathering. Uh, you can follow it on uh, the YouVersion Bible app, and um, you can go on and comment and all kinds of fun stuff. But anyways, um, so we're in Psalms right now. We're preaching on the Sunday the same verse that we kind of fall on on that, on that given Sunday of, of the, the reading. And the God said it is God said it because, because the Bible is God's written word. Right, God said it, um, and we didn't say it. We don't. It's not our position to to define what God said. God said it, so He defines it. Uh, we are not uh, we are not called to edit or to change anything in the Bible to meet our own uh, selfish desires or selfish wants or whatever you want to call it. Uh, God said it, and that's that's it. He said it, and. Um, and the thing about it is, is we got, we got the written word and we have the living word, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, God said it in John, it says, uh, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And then it goes on saying that the word became flesh. So that's talking about Jesus. And so Jesus is also the word of God. And, um, and that's something super important too. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive into it. And uh, w- what we're going to do is we're going to read through it a little bit. And then we're going to uh, parallel it with some New Testament scripture. Um, I always like to do that, reading Old Testament. A lot of times reading Old Testament can be a little bit difficult because in our brains we'll separate and, and for whatever reason we'll think that Old Testament God is different than New Testament God. But that's not the case. Uh, Hebrews says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, meaning that the God of the Old Testament is still the same God of the New Testament. And anything that God said in the Old Testament doesn't mean that we just get to forget about it it's still important. Um, so anyways, let's go ahead and uh, start going through. We're at Psalms 103, uh, 1 through 14. Um, so verse 1. My soul, bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. My soul, bless the Lord and do not forget all His benefits. He forgives all your iniquity and He heals all your diseases. Um, for whatever reason, I don't really know why, uh, Whenever I wake up in the morning, most mornings, uh, I, I get a random song stuck in my head. Does anybody ever get random songs stuck in their head? Like as soon as your eyes open, bing, there's a song in your head. Well, God's so good because um, I could have a, a million different songs in my head, but for whatever reason, a, a worship song pops up in my head. So cool because I get this. It's not anything that I do. I know that it comes from the Lord, and I'm, I'm so thankful for it because every morning I wake up, and I've got this praise song going on in my head. And so I'll just sing it, you know, while I wake up, and I'm just like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how many people are like those that hit the bed or hit the ground running. I'm not like that. Um, I'm not a morning person. I used to be when I was a kid. I don't know why. Like I used to wake up before the sun come up, and I, I had a rule at my house. My parents are here. I had a rule at my house. My dad said you can't come and bother us until the sun comes up. So I used to go up. My dad, and the sun would come up. I had already been up for probably like two hours. I'll go up to my dad and go to his eyes and go, sun's up, daddy. <laughs> it's time to get up. Let's do some stuff. The day's been going already. Let's get some things done. I don't know why I'm not like that anymore. But um, but anyways, like the, the, the position of David here in the Psalms, bless the Lord and all that is within me, 
Bless His holy name, my soul. Bless the Lord and do not forget all His benefits. He forgives your iniquity and He heals your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. Uh, sometimes we can get in positions to where we don't really, we have a hard time thanking God for things because we might have some stuff going on. Everybody's got stuff going on. Uh, some people's stuff might be bigger than others, but it's all stuff, right? And whether it's big or small, it can distract us from God, right? I think that's a fair statement. So the importance is to recognize that and always shift our focus focus to God, like the like the song we sang the last time. I'm easy. I'm I'm prone to wander. Uh, it's a it's a daily and a constant thing that we have to remind ourselves. Um, He's in verse 5, he satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. So looking back on your life, it talks about Moses and the people of Israel. Um, man, God did some miraculous things to the people uh, as they left Egypt, went through the wilderness. And, you know, he, he, he had this, this stuff come down from heaven to feed them every day. Like, that's radical, right? That's pretty gnarly. Like, to think about, like, a lot of times I think it's easy to think about the Bible as just like this fairy tale type thing that didn't happen. But this is God's word. This is, this is real. Like, this is all real. It really happened. And, and, and I admit that sometimes it's hard to think about that. But, like, how radical is that? That stuff came down from heaven to feed him. And he would send, he would send birds. He sent quail. I didn't even realize it until we started reading through the Bible again that there was, I thought it was always manna, but they had meat too. Like, they complained about it. Like, Man, I got this bread all the time. He's like, all right, we well, all don't like bread. Well, here's some quail. And then they had to smash some quail to eat some, eat some meat. But uh, I like quail. Anybody have quail? It's good wrapped in bacon. The Israelites couldn't eat bacon, but um, quail wrapped in bacon is real good. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so anyways, this first part of the psalm, uh, it, it covers a couple, a couple points, but the main point is, is to praise God. He is God. Um, Praise God, for He is God. Why do we praise God? Because He's God. He, he, he gave us this world. Uh, he gave us, the Bible says that every good gift comes from God. And I know that everybody can sit here and think of good gifts in their lives, right? We might have a bunch of junk going on, but I know everybody can think about good gifts. All those good gifts come, come from God. That's what the Bible says. God said it. Um... So we're going to parallel that with uh, with First Peter, First uh, Peter chapter one three through four, and uh, Kylie's going to try and pull it over. There it is. Good job. Um, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Um, going through life sometimes when you're going through some hard stuff you can, you can sometimes feel like like you're just barely holding your head above water you know anybody ever have that feeling and um, <clears throat> there's a lot of really cool promises and this last verse 4 is awesome that, that through Jesus Christ okay this isn't just uh, religiosity, as Bobby likes to call it, coming to church and reading your Bible, which are all great things. I'm not saying that they're not great things. 
but an actual relationship with Jesus Christ, meaning you recognize that when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, that that is real, and that is real to you. Um, interesting note there is that, uh, you know, in today's society, and I'm sure through all history, um, especially, but especially today, there, there's, there's this, you know, all roads lead to heaven type of mentality, and that even has uh, sadly infiltrated the, the Christian church. Um, However, if Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, the, the, only, the only conclusion that you can come to is that we're accepting that Jesus lied. Right? Yeah, maybe. Everybody's quiet. But, uh, I mean, that's the only conclusion I can come to. And so for me, like, if I'm going to believe the Bible and believe that this is all true... I have to believe all of it. I can't believe just the parts that make me feel comfortable. You know what I mean? And we, we, can, we can get to be like, oh man, well, what about these people? What about these people? Whatever. Well, God is God, and He is faithful, and He is just, and, and he, he is always just. And so, it, if somebody doesn't follow that path, or doesn't end up accepting the Lord, then, then it's up to God to decide that, not for us. Okay? And it's a hard thing to deal with. But I think, I like the... And it, Uh, Verse 4, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. So a lot of times, when we're stuck in those moments of feeling like we can just barely keep our heads above water, we have this hope in Jesus, and we we, we have all the reason to praise God, for He is God in all moments, because we have this salvation, we have this gift given to us, available to us for free. We don't have to, we there's nothing we can do to work for it. There's nothing we can do to pay it back. All we have to do is just open up our arms and accept it and say, here I am, Lord. Take and, here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it in thy courts above. You don't have to say it exactly like that. Uh, but more or less, that's, that's, that's the deal. That's the posture. And that's amazing. That's something, that alone is something worthy to praise God for. Amen? And uh, I love these words, imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. We have something kept in heaven for us for eternity. It's hard to think about eternity, that there is actually something after, after you know, we pass from here to there. I'm not going to claim I know what it looks like, um, but there's something kept for us in eternity, and the Bible describes it as something amazing. It's spectacular, and it's this, this thing that that, that is so awesome that there's beings in heaven that all they do night and day is praise God. Worthy, worthy is, is God. And like, that's, that's crazy to me. Like, not crazy in a bad way, but crazy in an awesome way. You know, like that's, I just can't imagine it. Um, in verse 8 on, in Psalms, we'll go back to Psalms. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and unbounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. Those two verses are, are, are they're encouraging, yet they should be eye-opening as well. And we'll read them real quick again. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Man, that's awesome. Compassionate and gracious. Who doesn't need that? I, I need a lot of compassion towards me and a lot of grace towards me. Slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I fall short on the slow to anger type deal. Uh, sometimes I have a, a fairly short fuse, especially with my kids. Um, you know, but uh, I think we've all, well, anybody with kids, 
has all been there. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. But um, He will not always accuse us or be angry. So that's a great thing. Uh, the thing that we have to recognize is that, that God does get angry. Right? A lot of times we want to think of like God as an all-loving God, which He is. Um, he's an all-gracious God, which He is. Well, a lot of times we want to say, we want to think in our brains, we're like, oh, you know, he's not, he's not angry with this or that or, you know, whatever. If, if you read through the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, God is very specific on things that he calls detestable, right? That he doesn't like it. And there's, there's points where, where, where God has, has proclaimed that he was angry with the Israelites for them being disobedient and for them having false gods. You know, we don't, uh, for the most part, we don't worship, you know, golden calves and stuff like that. But a lot of us have false gods in our lives. Did you know that? Anything that you put above God is your false god. That can be anything. It can be anything. It can be, it can be work. You know, if you put your faith in your job, then that can be your idol. It can be something, for me, uh, has been a struggle sometimes is surfing. Uh, surfing has been a god to me, and it has been more important than a lot of things, and has taken priority in my life. Um, a god can also be something negative. A job can't—you know—job is most part positive. Uh, surfing, for the most part, is positive, but your gods can also be negative things, you know. And those can be, you know, drugs, alcohol, and you know, all these other things. Those can be false gods because those take you away from God, and you start worshiping and idolizing those things, right? <clears throat> but the good news is that even though those things that we do angers God, He won't stay angry forever. Okay, there is there 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 is a thing that has been given, and it, and it leads to this point uh, that God loves. He is love. That's point number two. Even though that He gets angry, and it's and and Bobby was uh, describing it. It's not like the anger that we think of his anger. Um, because God is a holy and perfect God. He does not sin. Uh, and the Bible even says, as we think of the, the being angry as being sinful, the interesting thing is, is that uh, in the New Testament, it, uh, a, a kind of like thing was said, you know, be angry, but do not sin. Has anybody ever heard that? Be angry, but do not sin. So what that indicates to me is that it is, you are able to be angry, yet not sin. Um, so in that sense, God is allowed to be angry because anger in itself is not sinful. Does that make? Is this making sense? Um, so God loves; He is love, and we're going to look at First uh, John four uh, seven through ten. Uh, <clears throat> Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. I like, I like that end of that verse. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. God's love is revealed among us in this way. So God's love was revealed to us, was shown to us in this way. God sent His one and only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So even in those moments where we have gone against God 
and we have done things that, that, that angers God. Um, the beautiful thing there, the good news, the gospel, is that even though we, are, we, have, we have done these things and we are the, who we are, that even still God sent His only Son to die for our sins. So that we can have that, that hope, that promise that we read, uh, that there is an inheritance of imperishable, undefiled, unfading things kept in heaven for us. That's amazing, right? How many times in our world today, if, if you don't deserve a, a promotion in a job, are you, most of the time, are you going to get that promotion? No. You got to earn that sucker, right? Um, you know, a lot of times our, our society has this, this tit for tat type thing, right? Like, well, you do this and then you get that and you get this and you get that. Well, uh, we are saved by grace, not through works. Meaning that, that there's nothing that we can do, there's no amount of good things that we can do to cancel out the, the bad things that we've done, right? And it has to, all that salvation only has to come through Jesus Christ and accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. He will not stay angry with us forever. He has not dealt with us in verse 10, going back to Psalms. I know I'm jumping around. Kylie, I'm sorry. Um, he has not dealt with us as our sins deserved or repaid us according to our iniquities. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserved or repaid us according to our iniquities. The Bible says that, that the wages of sin are death. Like the payment that is received uh, for, for offering a sin, that wage is death. Um, and that death, uh, you know, if you read in, in Genesis, um, you know, Adam told, uh, or Eve, I'm sorry, Eve told Satan when he asked her what's going to happen if you eat the fruit, he said, well, God told us we were going to die. Um, you know, not sure God actually necessarily told that to her, but... Um, you know, Satan said, no, you're not going to die. And it didn't necessarily mean like as soon as you eat it, you're dead. Um, that's not even the death that we're talking about here. The death is, is an eternal death, an eternal separation from God, meaning that there is a heaven and there is a place that is an eternal separation from Him, an, an, an eternal death. And that it's only through Jesus that we can have that eternal life. Again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Those are Jesus' words. Um, The love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Even though in the moments that we don't love God, He loved us. And we'll, we'll pick up on that here on the last point as well. But let's, um, let's see. In verse 10, we read that. He has not dealt with us and our sins deserved or repaid us according to our iniquities. Verse 11, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His faithful love towards those who fear Him. And fear Him can also be replaced with those who honor and praise Him. Okay? Um, a lot of times we have a hard time with that. Uh, the, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or wisdom. Um, the only way that I can think of that is as, as me being an earthly father is like, in some sense, I do want my children to fear me. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to fear like that that if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to lay the smack down. <laughs> right? You know? The Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. <laughs> I ain't raising no spoiled children. <laughs> no, nah, they... Um, I got good kids. 
But I want my I want my kids to have this 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 healthy fear of me, if that makes sense, right? Like like I am their dad, and and I and I have I have done all these these things like God has done for us. You know, given I, I do my best to to help provide, and God does it all. Don't misunderstand me. But you know, having a place for them to sleep, for them have have food to eat, and all these kinds of things, right? Um, and so that fear necessarily isn't just like a fear like I'm terrified of you, but it's just a fear like, man, daddy's like all powerful and and we got to do what daddy says, right? And that's, God is all powerful, man. I mean, he created everything in existence. Lately, I've been outside on the, on the beach service, so it's been great to look out at the ocean during that morning. I mean, man, you get to see, you can see as far as your eyes can see and it just keeps going and going and going. But, Man, God, God is awesome. God created an awesome world, and and uh, I'm glad that I get to enjoy it. And and that you know when when God decided that He was going to create the waves in the ocean, uh, somehow He was thinking of me. You know, He was like, you know, that guy Jordan, he's going to like riding waves. So you know, not that He made them totally for me, but I I, I know that God was thinking like He He's all knowing, right? So when He was making them. I don't know if there's any other surfers in this room, but um. You know, he was thinking, man, when he created really nice Bermuda grass, he was thinking, man, that guy's going to love golfing. <laughs> Anybody golf? There's got to be a golfer in here. Raise your hand. No? Nobody? Only, only three? Man. <sighs> when he created fish, he's going to be like, man, that guy's going to love catching that fish. Um, but uh, let's keep going. So in, uh, in Psalm, uh, we'll pick back up on Psalm 12, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Man, that's amazing. As far as the east is from the west, which really, I guess, technically, if you keep going, you end up back there. I don't know. But it's a long ways. The east is from the west. Um, he has removed our transgressions from us. From us. The beautiful thing about that is, is that, that once our sins are forgiven, man, they're gone. Right? God doesn't, God doesn't have this, this little tally thing, like, you know, once our sins are forgiven, it's not like He just keeps holding it against us, and, and, and every time we screw up again, He's like, dang, you know what, man, Here, here's your baggage again, you know? Jesus said, my, 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 my yoke is easy, and my burden is light, and uh, I know this may be taking a little bit out of context, but, but you give all that to Him, and 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 it just it just becomes light, you know what I mean? You give it you give it away and it's gone. But sometimes we don't want to give it away, right? Sometimes we want to hold on to those things, and we I don't know what it is. Sometimes we we don't think that God can really take it away. Maybe um, you know I don't know what it is. Like, but He can, and it, and it's promised to us. Verse thirteen: as the, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. There it is again, as. Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. And that third point at the end, God forgives the dust. Um, you know, we, the, the Bible says that we were formed from dust. Uh, without God, that dust cannot become... I, I, I don't care how you try to, try to justify it or whatever, billions of years of, of just trial and error and just circumstances, like, I don't know, man, people coming from nothing, like, I don't know about that. Um, 
He forgives the dust. Romans 5, 6-11. through 11. And we'll wrap up. Uh, for while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. You see that right there? Christ died for the ungodly. Okay? That's, that's important to remember. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves His own love for us in that while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, God doesn't wait for us to get our lives all cleaned up before He decides that He'll come into your life. Okay? You let God into your life and then the cleaning starts to happen. We, were, we, we will be saved through Him uh, from wrath. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, then how much more have been reconciled will we be saved by His life? And not only that, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. So the beautiful thing is, is that the main point uh, is, is that God meets us at all our failures and our weaknesses. God meets us in all those weak moments that we have where we're just like, I can't do this anymore. You know? And, and man, life's tough. Um, I know that I haven't had as hard a life as maybe some of y'all have. Um, but I've, I've had to go through some difficult things, and I don't know how I do it without God, to be honest with you guys. Like, I've tried to do it on my own before, and it failed every time. Um, you know, I can't say that every time that I've given it to God, and, and it's probably my lack of faith, that it just all magically goes away. You know what I mean? That don't happen. Uh, sometimes it does. I mean, there's, there's testimony, and I guess I have had some instances that it happens. Um, you know, but the thing that we have to remember is that God has a plan and a purpose in everything. Um, and so even if we are going through something, we have to trust that God has a plan and a purpose in that. We got done reading through Job a little while ago. Man, that's a heavy story. If God has a plan and a purpose for all the things that Job went through, He's got a plan and a purpose for us. I, a lot of people are like, yeah, I relate most to Job. I'm like, really? Like, have you read Job? <laughs> that dude went through some stuff. Um, so God meets us at our failures and our weaknesses. So I guess the challenge is for us this morning and for me is, is, is am I in my moments of failure and weakness, am I running to God or am I running to something else? And if you're running to something else and you keep you find yourself keeping running on in the wall, maybe it's trying to, it's time to try something else. And that one thing is Jesus. Um, so if you guys don't know who Jesus is and you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart and to be your personal Savior, that is your number one priority today. We're not promised tomorrow. We, I, I, I was telling you, the Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's a hard and sometimes seemingly like Man, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. But that's the truth. 